2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 11-21 through 21. Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. But what we are is known to God, and I hope it is known also to your conscience. We are not commending ourselves to you again, but giving you cause to boast about us, so that you may be able to answer those who boast about outward appearance, and not about what is in the heart. For if we are beside ourselves, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For the love of Christ controls us, because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Mm. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us, We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, well, joined by Greg Conley, Christ Covenant Elder today. Uh, Greg, so many good words and great moments in this passage. Um, You know, we've come through, this is 2 Corinthians. Paul is really like, level setting and kind of restoring his relationship with the church in Corinth. You know, they've, they've repented and, uh, they're, they're ready to grow basically. And so, uh, that's, that's what is going on here. And he, he's talked a lot about his ministry and kind of defended the integrity of his ministry and, uh, critiqued the Corinthian view of ministry and whatnot. And we have this awesome kind of central thought from today in verse 16 from now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. And um, I feel like that that is just packed with so much meaning, especially for us Atlanta natives, and, <laughs> uh, you know, the 21st century. But a lot of other stuff going on. So just as you were reading this, what are your initial thoughts on the passage? I mean, I think it's, um, I to me, the first thing that I think of is, when we talk about finding our identity in Christ, mm-hmm. this is something that Paul, you know, he doesn't use those exact words, but that's something he's really kind of talking about. And mm-hmm. um, when he talks about, you know, you kind of highlighted in verse 16, um, we regard no word according to the flesh. If following that in verse 17, he says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And I think that when we talk about at Christ's covenant, we talk about as Christians about finding your identity in Christ. It's yeah. an acknowledgement Mm-hmm. that you are a new creation, that the the new has come, the old has passed away. You are no longer you. Yeah. Your identity is found in Christ. And I think that that is, um, it's such a central idea to what it means to walk with the Lord. But it is a, a fantastic reminder um, that uh, that part of n- not regarding her brothers and sisters according to the flesh, but also seeing Christ in them. And so when we gar- regard other people, yeah. like you said, in a city like this, we don't regard them according to their flesh. We regard them as um, creations of Christ. And if they are brothers and sisters, we see their identity in Christ and we we should regard them as such and love them as such. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, uh, the new creation thing is so important because I kind of think of, 
you know, there's these different figures who kind of totter on the line of Christianity and uh, sort of like thought leader types like Jordan Peterson or, you know, news anchors or these different authors that um, we looked in. I don't have any statements about any of those sorts of people to make. <laughs> but a lot of times when conversion to Christianity is kind of talked about, it's like this ideological like, yeah, I've come to think that that's kind of the most probable thing, you know? And that's a lot of the language in the public sphere about sort of becoming a Christian is uh, realizing that it's like the best way of thought or whatnot. But actually following Christ and, you know, being born into the new covenant, you know, even that language, like you, have to, you must be born again, as you just taught. And here, you know, Paul is saying, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. It's not just somebody stays themselves and then kind of takes on this new like auxiliary belief system or way of thinking, mm-hmm. but it's actually they are fundamentally changed and created as a new person. And it's the most fundamental thing about them. And therefore that has to change the way that we regard people. Um, you know, cause when I think of Greg Conley, it's not just, Oh, you know, he's a lawyer, he's a X, he's a Y, and he happens to be a Christian. It's like he's fundamentally somebody who's been made new mm-hmm. and regenerated through Christ. And then obviously we still have careers, we still have possessions, we still live places. Um, but those are no longer like the fundamental thing through which we can be regarded. Right. And you know, I love that Paul addresses the Corinthians this way because Corinth we've talked about this a decent amount in this series but Corinth is so relatable to Atlanta it's this big mm-hmm. gathering place this metropolis you know a big economy um, and culture and you know a lot of the things that we think of when we think of Atlanta lots of people lots of artists lots of businessmen very true of Corinth and we so quickly drift towards the these meritocracy like worldly mm-hmm. ways of thinking and so the, these words ought to like help recenter us yeah oh yeah i, I agree I, I think like the he follows that language about new creation with language about reconciliation mm-hmm. and it makes me think as a christian often we you know if you were to describe what's happening you know when you talked about you know sort of what what people in the common uh, sphere might think of as being converting to christianity sort of mm-hmm. it's like a, i assent to certain ideas right mm-hmm. And and frankly, this plays into what we teach children in in Covenant Kids and what has been taught from the pulpit before. But God, man, Jesus response. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing is here is Paul says that God, who through Christ reconciled us to Himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. How often do we as Christians, if someone were to ask you, what is it that's taking mm-hmm. place when you come to Christ and you're like, I am being reconciled to God? Mm-hmm through Christ, that there's this division between me and God. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not that, um, and I may be assenting to ideas, but the core of it is not the ascension to ideas, it's that Christ, the the way, the truth, and the life is the only path back to the Father, which mm-hmm. who we're created for. Yeah. And so there's this, to me, it's such a, it's such a rich and beautiful um, uh, picture of what it is to walk as a Christian, that you are, you are reconciled to the God that you were made for. Um, and that, uh, and that when, when, when people think that we're just talking about, you know, you're, you're just trying to avoid eternal punishment or 
you're just thinking through some theological ideas, they miss the idea that you're being brought home to the father that you were created mm-hmm. for, which I just think is, is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, in 15, he talks about that Christ died for all that those who live might no longer live for themselves, mm-hmm. but for him who for their sake died and was raised. And so we don't regard anyone according to the flesh. And he kind of goes off from that. And, you know, just as we sort of wrap up today and and go on with our days, I think that this is, this is a great thing to ponder and to meditate on is that Christ died so that those who live in him might live for his glory, might live for him. Not that we would continue to live for our earthly standing mm-hmm. um, and live for our, you know, pro- like progress in society and live for, you know, these same things uh, just with like the eternal peace of mind. Right. Bit, but that we actually fundamentally, our focus shifts from ourselves to live instead for him and then become, as he says in verse 20, ambassadors for Christ, representatives mm-hmm. of his kingdom on earth. Um And, you know, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God, to go out and to implore, Mm -hmm. to beg people to re-enter into fellowship with God. Uh, And it's just a great, you know, that the whole line of thought, we we have died to ourselves. We've been brought into new life with new purpose and identity. And that purpose and identity is, you know, to enjoy God and to welcome other people into that Mm -hmm. joy. So... Um, a lot to take instruction from today Uh, for Greg Conley this is Will Carlisle and we hope to see you tomorrow on our Daily Rhythm thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm I'm Jason Dees one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's word If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.